If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to the Gospel of St. Mark. The Gospel of St. Mark, we're going to share what the Lord's put upon our heart for this Father's Day. And we're going to begin in uh, chapter 15 and uh, verse 6. Mark chapter 15 and verse 6. While you're finding your place in the Word, we're just going to open up. If anybody got a word or a testimony, a word of praise, just feel free at this time. We'll, we'll jump up and do that. Anybody? Anybody? Just want to give the Lord a, a, a word of praise. Anybody? Anybody? Say, we've gotten too quiet. There you go. Amen. Amen. That's good testifying, brother. Amen. We love him. We know he ain't perfect. <laughs> we, Joan is like, <laughs> we love him. Amen. Amen. Good preaching. Anybody else? Anybody? Anybody? Amen, Tim. Good preaching, huh? Amen. That's three good ones, good ones as we say around here. Anybody else? Anybody? Amen. Another good one. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody? Amen, brother. God is good. Amen. Amen. You like that new shirt he's sporting? You know what he gave for that Bruce and Van Heusen? A dollar. A dollar. I can't come out that good, but he got a dollar. Come out smiling near to ear. Hallelujah. Good preach. Thank you, brother. Anybody else? Anybody? Anybody? Amen to that, brother. Can't get no better than that. Amen. 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 That good preaching, church. Amen. 
Pandemic ain't, you know, you still got it, amen? Hand to God. Hand to God, amen? Anybody else? Anybody? Amen, Tim. Amen, brother. Good preaching. I thought I heard somebody else. And somebody else? He ain't perfect. He ain't perfect either. That's good preaching, sure. Amen. Amen. He's been a light to my life for a long, long time as well, and I appreciate you, brother. Anybody? Go ahead, brother. <laughs> Write that down, Kim. We. Love you, brother. Thank you. Good preaching there. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Anybody? Amen, sweetheart. Now, ain't that good? That's worth getting up for, one. Amen. Hey, that's good preaching. Anybody else? Anybody? Anybody? Let's stand as we reverence God's word together. The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 15, and beginning in verse 6. The word of God says, Now at that feast he released unto them one prisoner, whomsoever they desired. That, that's a big statement. Whomsoever the crowd desired. And there was one named Barabbas, which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him, who had committed murder in the insurrection. And the multitude, crying aloud, began to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. But Pilate answered 
answered them, saying, Will you that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew. Now listen, church. For he knew that the chief priest had delivered him for what reason? For envy. Pilate knew their heart and what they had done and the reasons that they had delivered Jesus unto him. Amen? For envy. But the chief priest moved the people that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said again unto them, What will you then that I shall do unto him whom you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, Why? Why would you desire for him to be crucified? Amen. And he says, what evil hath he done? In all the observations, in all the understanding, in all, listen, the trial of Jesus, Pilate could find no evil and certainly could find no cause to crucify Jesus. And the Bible says they cried out, the more exceedingly crucify him. And so Pilate went willing to contend to the people, released Barabbas unto them, and delivered Jesus when he had scorched him to be crucified. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. As we think about this day and it being Father's Day and thank the Lord for all of our dads and I think about this moment, I think about this time in Scripture when Jesus stood before a very crowd of Jews that was filled with all sorts of representation. Certainly, Kevin, there were many dads that were in that crowd, that were a part of that day, that heard every word, that saw everything that was done, and were part of the voices in one accord that shouted out more exceedingly unto Pilate to crucify Jesus. People standing in that crowd. Dads standing in that crowd. People who lives had been touched. Lives had been changed because of the miraculous work and ministry of Jesus. Really no doubt they were people there. They were people standing in that crowd. They were people that were shouting and lifting up their voices to crucify Jesus whose families or family members had been healed, had been delivered, perhaps even raised from the dead by Jesus himself. And yet on this day, 
They're shouting, crucify him, crucify him. I want you to understand, church, as we get to a, an end to the sermon that I think you're going to appreciate. And sometimes you've got to see the ugly before you see the good. Amen? Sometimes you've got to see the bad before you see the beautiful. What they were really crying for when they were shouting the words, crucify him, crucify him, put him on the cross, what they were really wanting was for Jesus to be out of their lives for good. Are you with me? It was more than a cross. It was more than three nails. It was more than just death. It was to be finally rid once and for all of this Jesus. To get him out of their towns, to get him out of their villages, to get him out of their synagogues, to get him out of their temple. Amen? That they might finally be free. That they might finally be rid of this person called Jesus. I wonder today, as the Lord put that upon my heart, I wonder today if America could really have a vote, if America could really have a voice, if America had the, 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 the opinion and the right to be able to say, no more Jesus, how would they vote? If they could have all preaching, if they could have all, all teaching, if they could have every mention of the name of Jesus finally silenced forever. I wonder, Don, how that vote would go. As I think about this incredible moment, and I think about and I try to make sense to it, Again, these were people that Jesus had touched. These were people that Jesus had helped. And if not directly, indirectly, by some of their own family or neighbors, but they knew folks that Jesus had, had healed and touched. I got to thinking about what was really happening. And I think the Apostle Paul, if you'll take your Bibles and look with me for a moment, in 1 Corinthians really helps us to understand what was happening that day as Jesus stood before the crowd. And Pilate was free to deliver either a murderer that they knew was guilty of murder or Jesus who had done no wrong. And they chose the murderer. The apostle says something that is familiar to us in, in the first letter to the church in Corinth, and it, it carries a little greater meaning than I, I think that I've ever preached to you before or, or perhaps that we've ever seen in the Word of God before, but this gives us a great idea of what was taking place in that day. 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 1 and verse 18, the Bible says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish, what? It's foolishness. 
But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Give the Lord a hand right there because he surely has. He surely has. Amen. Our God has made foolish the wisdom of this world. For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign. And, then, and my goodness, did they not see sign after sign after sign after sign after sign? Amen that Jesus is who he says he is, and the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. The whole world, Everyone that's ever lived and drawn a breath is described within those verses. Because within those, those verses, the apostle describes every possible position on the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen? Every possible position surrounding the cross of Jesus Christ. In other words, the cross of Jesus, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ is either a stumbling block or it's foolishness or it's the power of God. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. To every single person, everyone takes up one of those positions concerning the cross. Amen? And I want to take just a moment and try to go through those for just a moment. First of all, the apostle says, uh, listen, as far as the Jews were concerned, that, that the cross of Jesus is a stumbling block. Now that term stumbling block translates to be a trap or a snare or that which offends. That which offends. For the Jews, the cross of Jesus offended them. Amen? It stood in the way. It stood in their way of all that they had been taught, of all that they had been raised to believe, mostly in their Jewish religion. Amen? The teaching and the preaching of Jesus, you see, differed from that which they had always been taught. Basically, let me put it in layman terms. The Jews pretty much lived a custom that as long as the outside looked good, amen, as long, Eric, as the outer appearance was good, amen, then everything else was good. Jesus comes along and Jesus fulfills the word and begins to teach that it's not just the, it's not just the outside. 
but the inside, where the heart is. Amen. And as Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, the Sermon in the Ship, the Sermon on the Shore, sermon after sermon after sermon, parable after parable, made them look further than the outside to the inside. To the inside. To the point that they were convicted of their own sin and their own unrighteousness. Now, rather than repent, they hated him for it. Amen? You take somebody that thinks they're good. You take somebody that thinks they're righteous as they are, and you begin to teach and preach that they're not, and that they're sinners, and that they're in need of a Savior. Amen? They're not going to like you very long. I wouldn't last long in a lot of churches. Amen? Because I can't alter the word. I can't change the word. I can't make the word fit your life. It either fits or it don't. The old saying that shoe fits or it don't. Amen? If it fits, wear it. And what tact took place between Jesus and the Jews was Jesus taught them the truth and they didn't like it. And so they were offended and Jesus stood in their way, their way of life. I once had the same position. Before we get too pious in our thinking, I once held the same position that Jesus to me was nothing more than a stumbling block. I didn't want a different life. I thought I was popular. I thought I was cool. I thought I had life by the tail. And the cross of Jesus and the preaching of the cross stood in my way and was offensive to the life that I was running after. Amen. They re resisted the change. I resisted the change. I didn't want to be changed. I didn't want to be different. I didn't want what Jesus could give, amen. And even Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born again. They didn't want the new birth. There was a time in my life when I didn't want the new birth either, amen. I've got to push on. The second position that the apostle mentioned, not only a stumbling block, but foolishness. Foolishness. Now, let that soak in for just a moment. In this particular portion of Scripture, the apostle is addressing the Greeks and that the Greeks sought after wisdom and they thought and proposed themselves to be the wisest people on the planet. Amen. And the last thing that wisdom would ever teach to them was the cross of this so-called king that allowed himself to be crucified at the hand of the Romans on an old rugged cross. The preaching of the cross having any power, having any effect, having any ability to make any difference whatsoever in any individual's life to them was foolishness. 
The word translates silly or silliness. Amen. They thought that the preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ was, was silliness unto them. Our term today is hogwash around here. We call it hogwash. You're trying to tell me that this person that was crucified on a cross that was suffered, bled, and died on a cross in front of that crowd and that angry mob can do me any good? Hogwash. That's foolishness. A lot of people have the same position today concerning the cross of Jesus. They don't see the power in the cross. They don't see what Jesus can do. Just like at one time in my life, the preaching of the cross of Christ was a stumbling block to me. It was also at one time in my life foolishness to me. I thought it was silly to think that anybody could change my life. That anybody had power to be able to turn my life around and be able to change me from the sinner that I had become. Mama asked me, just a few weeks ago, we were kind of reminiscing and going back to childhood and some of those days and stuff, and we're talking about Tony and, and myself, and she said, Trent, what made you go so dark? I said, I don't know, Mama. And, and I really can't answer that to this day. But the thought of anybody bringing me back out, including Jesus, was foolishness to me. I didn't see it. I didn't believe it. The apostle goes on to describe an even greater position in his letter to the church of Corinth. And I want to finish up and conclude with that position and it's a position in which we all can rejoice about that are the children of God. And in verse 18 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, oh, I love this verse of Scripture. It says, listen, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. It can't save me. But unto us which are saved. Say that with me. Unto us which are saved. Unto us which are saved. Amen. At one time I couldn't claim that. At one time I wasn't in that number. But today I can claim that. And today I'm in that number. When the apostle says, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of of God. The cross and the preaching of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, to them that perish is foolishness, but unto us which are saved, born again, blood washed, redeemed in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is the power, the power of God. I'm still singing, devil. Amen. 
Forty years later, I'm still testifying to the power of God. It wasn't anybody could save me, wasn't anybody could change me, wasn't anybody could help me, wasn't anybody that could deliver me, but Jesus. But Jesus. You name the name of Christ. You name the name of Christ. The apostle was very clear, very specific unto us which are saved. It is the power of God. In other words, the church represents the power of God. Make sense? We represent what God and only God can make possible. Amen? Let me close with this very quickly. The things that makes us different is only a testimony to the power of God and not of ourselves lest any man should boast. Amen? It is a testimony to the power of God and to the power of God only. And the apostle says in his second letter to the church in Corinth in chapter 5 and verse 17, one of my favorite verses in all the word of God. Because that verse says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, again being specific, them which are saved unto us which are saved. Now he says, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. How is he a new creature? By the power of God. And the Bible says old things are passed away. You know why people can't sing today? Because old things are still, and they're still trying to sing about old things. The Bible says that if we're in Christ, listen, we're new creatures, and all things are a thing of the past. Not a thing of the present. When the Lord saved me, I had hair halfway down my back. I had a beard, no, somewhere right along here. And I had a bandana wrapped around my greasy head. Most time I didn't even wear a shirt. And that's the old creature. And I either had a cigarette or a joint. Sometimes I'd have both, one in each hand. That's the old things. Cuss like a sailor. Amen. Love Budweiser. Helped keep Budweiser going. Amen. A little old 165 frame, I drink a case of, a night right by myself. Didn't need no help, didn't need no party, didn't need no buddies. All things. Ah. Uh, you see, that's history. Now it's old news, amen. All things pass away. Amen. If old things are still present, you got a problem. 
that denies the power of God. If God didn't have power to take me from my old thing, you wouldn't want me up here with a bandana and long hair and no shirt, would you? Well, if God's power couldn't change me from, from, from that old guy, amen, God's power made me good looking, then dressed me up, put a suit and tie on me, said, get up there and preach, boy. Get a Lord a hand, hallelujah. Cut that hair while yet. I need one now. All things. But not only did he take all things away, notice this, and I'm done. Behold, all things become new. I love it. Woo! He didn't just take stuff out. He put better things in. Amen. I enjoy things that I used to not enjoy. Amen, I still do. I enjoy coming to church. Some folk act like it's a chore to get up and come to the house. I enjoy coming to church. I enjoy being around the people. By the way, we, we, we are back to having Wednesday night. We, 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 we've been back about a month or so now. 7 o'clock, Wednesday night. Bible study, new things. See, that's new things God put in our life. We just want Bible study. Because Bible study is important, right? Kids need it. Adults need it. Parents need it. Fathers need it. New things. Now, I could go on and on and on about new things, but I'm not even going to talk about heaven, eternity, the one new thing. The one new thing. That means more to me than anything else that the Lord put in. It's the sweet fellowship of Jesus. See, I didn't have that. That's the new thing that I enjoy since the Lord saved me more than anything else in all of life. Is His sweet fellowship that never leaves me Never forsakes me. You see, Jesus enjoys loving on us. Amen. Jesus enjoys because we are His. Amen. Because we belong to Him. Because he gave his life on that old rugged cross to be able to redeem us and to save us. And because we are gifts of God unto him, Jesus enjoys loving on us. You know when I'm down and out, he loves on me. You know when I'm depressed, he loves on me. You know when I feel like giving up, he, he loves on me. Even when I fail, He loves on me. He loves on me. In the morning, in the evening, at night, constant, sweet, enjoyable fellowship. Fellowship. 
fellowship. As you bow your heads with me, and they come get invitational song ready, and we close today. While every head's bowed and every eye's closed for, for just a moment. Not only did he take all things away by his mighty power. Think about that. A power that I couldn't see, a power that I couldn't even feel. But a power that was working inside of me, changing me from what I was to what he'd have me be. To what he'd have me be. Power. To us which are saved. The preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ is the power of God that changed our life. Maybe you're here today in the Lord's house as we stand all over, the, all over the sanctuary, everyone's standing all over the house of God. I don't know what position you hold on the cross of Jesus. Maybe for you it's still a stumbling block. Something that's in the way, something that offends, something that you've never fully embraced. Maybe for you it's still foolishness. I just don't see how this Jesus could change my life and turn my life around. Well, I'm here to testify to you that he can. That he can. That the power of God can change any sinner and turn any life around. Maybe you're here and you say, Preacher, thank God for the sermon." Thank God for what God has done. Thank God for His power. Thank God that I'm not the same old wretch I was. Thank God I'm not the same old sinner I used to be. Thank God that I'm a new creature in Christ. And maybe today you just want to come and thank Him for making you who you are. Whatever the need might be, altar stands open as